Really figure out what KPIs you think make sense to track for whatever initiative you're working on. And don't let yourself get distracted or deviate from those. Actually iterate on improving those KPIs. Like if you decide click-through rate is what you want to improve, uh, actually start measuring that. Lay out a plan to achieve that. You know, if you have to change the plan because your plan's not good or it's not working or whatever, that's one thing. But don't spend three minutes or three days working on click-through rate and then get bored and then decide that you want to focus on number of impressions. And then after that, say, actually, no, I want to work on ranking. Because uh, that's just a recipe to get nothing done. And that happens a lot in digital marketing, unfortunately. Uh, because these things do take so long in SEO in particular, uh, you do just have to have a certain degree of focus. And I think that's going to be valuable to a lot of uh, small business owners and startups. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as a CEO and founder of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents, trademarks, and their business, everything related to the business. If you ever need help with anything, feel free to reach out to us by going to strategymeeting.com. We're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great uh, expert episode, and we have uh, on the on the podcast, we have Cody McCormick, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, digital marketing. Now, we've had a few other digital marketers on before and talked about various aspects, but really today we're going to go a little bit behind the behind the scenes or, or behind the hood, so, or underneath the hood. I don't know how you go behind the hood. Underneath the hood, um, talk a little bit more about kind of the data analytics side. So if you're to get into kind of what does that look like, you know, everything from data analytics to key performance key performance indicators, if I can say it, or KPIs, doing a little bit of competitive analysis, metrics that you can kind of use for success. So kind of a little bit more of the, some of these, how you understand if it's working and what, whether it's working and make, how you make those measurements so that you're not just simply throwing money into it. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Cody. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I gave a bit, a bit of an introduction as to what we're going to be talking about, and we'll definitely dive into that. But before we get there, um, why don't you tell us a little bit, just kind of, you know, your background, one or two minutes, so that everybody knows who you are, you know, why you're an expert on it, and why they should listen to you. Sure. Uh, well, as you mentioned, I uh, have done most of my career post-college uh, in marketing. I started out as a uh, operations manager for a startup that built websites for attorneys, and during that time, I really got my first taste of more of the analytics component, which would end up becoming my specialty. Uh, since then, I've worked at a few smaller agencies. I did uh, my own business for about a year. Uh, and then about three years ago, I started working with a company called Fine Law, which I've been with ever since. So we do a few things, but my specific team is the performance team. Basically, what we do is uh, enterprise SEO and digital marketing for our directory, finelaw.com, which is a directory that people, uh, you know, attorneys pay us to be on. And then when you mm -hmm. search for you know, criminal attorney near me or whatever the directory pops up. That's, that's sort of our business model. My team, like I said, does all the digital marketing for that. And I'm sort of the team data scientist. So I a lot of times come up with the data that we'll actually use to analyze things and figure out what our KPIs are going to be to make sure our various initiatives are working, those types of things uh, for my company. No, awesome. And that's definitely a helpful kind of background as to, to you know, how or why you're an expert on the, the topic. So now diving into the the fun part, which is the expert. And this is one area, I you know, data analytics, kind of figuring out if something works is the one that I just find personally interesting, as well as I'm sure the, the guests or the, the listeners will as well. You know, the, the biggest gripe, you know, that a lot of people have generally with marketing, especially when it's online and social media and, you know, in Google AdWords, pay-per-click and kind of all of the digital marketing aspect is it feels like I'm putting in a ton of money and I can't really tell if it works or I don't know how well it's working. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, I know I'm putting in money and I 
think I'm getting more clients or I think they're doing it. And I don't really know if it's because of that or is this word of mouth or other things that I'm doing. And so maybe walk us through, you know, a little bit of what is data analytics or how do you, if you're taking it from a startup or a small business that doesn't have an exorbitant budget or huge budgets that they can just hire someone to do it for them. How do you start to even understand if you're starting to do advertising, whether it's pay-per-click on social media or Google or SEO or the, how do you kind of start to measure if something is working? Right. So I think the, the bias that a lot of small business owners and startups have, and reasonably so, is basically just how often their phone rings which is a really good metric. And that's obviously what matters at the bottom of the funnel, right? You want to be making money. And that's, you know, of course, the thing you're going to be focused on. But from a peer marketing perspective, there are just so many variables that go into that. Like you mentioned, it could be word of mouth. It could be a billboard you put up on the, you know, the edge of town. There, there are so many factors that could cause your phone to ring. Mm. Uh, so from a marketing perspective, we really want to look at the, what you mentioned earlier, the KPI. So those are the, the, the numbers we look at for specific initiatives that we can actually measure uh, that thing by without being reliant on something like the phone ringing, which is uh, subject to so many variables. So for instance, you mentioned SEO, that's a really good one, right? So uh, something like Google search console, which is a free tool that everybody who has a website uh, has access to. And if you aren't currently using Google search console, I'd highly recommend you do, but you can very clearly see the uh, number of impressions your website gets, which is the number of uh, searches you pop up in that somebody sees you in. So if they search for something in your vertical that makes sense and they're on page three and you're on page three, even if they don't click on your website, that would be an impression, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if they click on you, of course, that's a click. Then you have click-through rate, which is sort of impressions divided by clicks. Uh, those are the kind of metrics you can look at that will actually tell you what your initiatives are doing. So if you're trying to optimize around a specific product you have or something and you build out a page of content for that, a KPI to look at that would actually make sense would be looking at the number of search queries you get for the words that, that make sense for that product that you optimized your page for, rather mm -hmm. than looking at the number of times your phone rang. So when you look at those those KPIs, then you can say, okay, this definitively is related to what I had done rather than just things that might be out of your control. So now, now, now let me ask you, because it's, a, and I think that's a great explanation. Now let me, or voice a common gripe, because we hit on SEO and that's a great place to start, is that, you know, and I've talked with, and I get hit up all the time, and most of the time I just tell them I'm not interested, but I talk with a ton of SEO experts, and I think that that mm -hmm. is a wide variety. There's some very good people that do an excellent job, and there are a lot of people that took an online course or Googled it, and they started their thing, and they don't really know what they're doing, and yet the almost both the great experts and the people that don't know what they're doing, you know, the little of what they're doing, you almost get the same answer. Well, how long will it take? Or how will I know if this working? They're like, well, give us about six months and we'll see if, you know, how this goes. And it's like, okay, so, you know, I, I've got to, I've got to give you money for six months and basically the end of six months, we'll see if it works and whether, and then only after six months, will I even be able to tell if they are, you know, and then you say three to six months, if they're actually doing it, if it's actually worthwhile investment, if they're actually doing anything based on how I'm ranking. So is there, is that, is that true? Is there, are there key KPIs or, you know, other performance indicators that you can look at before six months or before three months to at least see on the SEO side, on the data analytics side, whether or not it's starting to work. Yeah. So you hit on a couple of things that I think are, are interesting. So one is the, the, the three to six month timeline you mentioned for SEO. Unfortunately, that is basically true. It's mm. not like PPC. Like if we're doing like paid advertising on Google or, you know, Bing or something like that, you, you'd expect to see results instantaneously. Same with social media advertising, those types of things. You can start spending money today and start getting phone calls today as well. SEO is much more of a long-term play that unfortunately does take a long time to see actual results. Mm -hmm. 
you can see some sort of, I guess, leading results prior to these the sort of final results. So like- so what would, like, Maybe this isn't interesting. Yeah. What would be those leading results or kind of those scenes that they could start? And I'll give you an example. One that I'm, I'm aware, but you can tell mm-hmm. me it's terrible. So we use, you know, as an internal tool, SEM Rust or other ones out there. There are free ones that you mentioned that give you, as an example, your site, they do a site audit or a site health, right? And it's at least telling you, earlier on, hey, we have you have a whole bunch of things wrong with your site, you have broken links, or you have internal links that don't go anywhere, or you have long too long, or, you know, metadata or meta descriptions and different things. Is that a good, at least early indicator? Or kind of what are some of those early indicators? Even if yes, I get it's three to six mm-hmm. months, you can at least say they're doing something or I can at least tell that I'm getting some bang for my buck. Yeah, so SEM is a great tool. Uh, there are some other tools like that, SpyFu, uh, Ahrefs, they're all mm-hmm. tools roughly in the same area that, that look at some similar things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, you mentioned a couple of things. So one is like the technical SEO components, right? Um, do you like you said? Uh, I think meta descriptions being too long or title tags being too long. Those types of things, when you change, you would see that instantaneously, of course. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actually looking at how it's going to be viewed by Google or other search engines, uh, some useful metrics you can look at on that would be using something like a keyword tracker like Ahrefs. You'd mm-hmm. expect to start seeing uh, you having more keywords that are showing up in searches and the placement for those keywords starting to move up, even before that actually mattered to you. So if your product or service, when you put it in Ahrefs right now, say maybe you're on page 10 on average, you know, eventually you move up to page nine to page eight, you're not gonna really see any more phone calls at that time because no one's going to page eight to look at those keywords. So you're still not gonna get any clicks, but it is a metric you can actually track before the three to six month timeline. It's gonna be very useful for you. So in other words, try to maybe summarize it. You're almost looking at the trending of, are you trending? Because I agree, I don't think hardly any, I don't know if hardly anybody ever goes beyond maybe page two or three at the very most, and usually not beyond page one. Um, and so, but if you're saying, hey, at least it's, I'm not to page one or I'm not to page two or I'm not on the top 10 or that, but I'm trending in the right direction. Is that kind of a, a summary of what you're saying is to at least see if you're yeah, moving up on those, uh, moving up on those? Exactly, yeah. The trend is what about. I would liken it to something like fitness, you know, even if you, your goal is to someday be at a certain weight or whatever. You're not going to be there next week, but next week maybe you've lost a pound or two and that's sort of the direction you're going. I would say it works very similarly with SEO. Hmm. All right. So any, and then before we dive in and we'll talk a little bit about the other aspects on, but on SEO, just because I know that that one to a lot of people kind of feels like a black box or, you know, magic. And I think you, once you come up to speed and there's a lot of things that you can at least at least be knowledgeable. And that was maybe, and I'll ask a question, but I interjected myself is, you know, one of the other things I think is at least become a bit more knowledgeable about, even if you're not an expert, a little bit more knowledgeable about kind of what they're doing or what they're telling you, or whether or not it makes sense. Cause that one's one that there's, you know, with a little bit of research and a little bit of understanding, you can at least become knowledgeable to the level that you can start to understand what they're doing and whether or not they're telling you it makes sense. But other, is there any other kind of earlier indicators, you know, that one to three months kind of time frame that people could look at in addition to trending to get an idea as to whether or not what they're doing is working. Yeah. So I think, I think there's a, there's kind of a two pronged approach to this one that you mentioned earlier and you just mentioned now also that I wanted to touch on. There's really no credentialing body for SEO. You, you can wake up tomorrow and say you're an SEO expert. No one can say any different. It's not mm-hmm. like being an attorney or something where you, you go to law school. Mm-hmm. So I think the best way to actually evaluate SEO is if you don't have that knowledge yourself, would be to just actually ask them for references. If they're a good SEO who has actual background experience they can bring up, it should not be a problem for you, for them to put you in touch with a previous client. They can tell you, you know, yes or no. They should be able to actually show you some case studies or things they've done. That's the kind of evidence that I would actually ask for rather than getting bogged down with trying to understand the technical jargon. Marketers in particular, I think, are very good at BSing and just uh, saying things that, that sound very impressive but really aren't. Mm. So, uh, 
unfortunately in my industry, there's a lot of people like that, uh, which, you know, it's not something I love about the, the industry, but it's just it's the reality of it, right? There are a lot of people who are going to say things that sound good. So actually ask them for case studies, actually ask them to talk to previous clients, be able to back up what they say. I think that's probably the easiest way for the average uh, startup business owner to mm. really be able to evaluate those types of things. In terms of other things, you can look at metric-wise that makes sense. If you're a little bit more technically savvy, I think looking at things like how frequently Google's crawling your website is a really good indicator. As your website gets you know, more content, is more accessible to search engines through, through various things that a good SEO should be doing, Google should be looking at your website more frequently. That's an indicator that Google is trying to figure out what's going on, trying to figure out what sort of vertical you're in exactly how they want to place your, uh, your website amongst other you know, competitors or things of that nature. I think those are the types of things, in addition to like keyboard tracking that I mentioned earlier, they're going to be the, the leading KPIs you look at before you get to the numbers that really matter, which, you know, obviously phone calls and things of that nature. No, I think that definitely makes sense. So now I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So we talked a little bit about SEO. Now let's talk a little bit about PPC or, you know, paid per click, which is generally Google AdWords. Maybe, you know, you could also throw in there, you know, social media. So Facebook ads or Instagram ads, but something where you're now paying for a click, right? So it's an advertising that you go on, you put up an ad If people, you know, you're paying for either impressions of people to look at it or you're paying for clicks. One question I've always had, and I, I get varying answers, but also I'll, I'll see kind of on the analytics side is, is it better to pay for impressions you know, how many people view it or is it better to pay for clicks? Because, you know, but, and I'll give you my slightly biased answer, but I don't know if I have, it's really biased because I can make arguments on both sides, mm-hmm. which is, you know, if I pay for impressions, that's just people viewing it. They may not ever actually go to my website. They may not actually ever convert versus at least if they do a click, I can see, okay, they've clicked on something. They've had to at least come to, even if it was for half a second, they came to my website or they actually did something. So on the kind of on the analytics side, should we, if you pay more attention to the impressions, the clicks, or are they both valuable? They're both valuable. It just, it depends on what you're trying to do. So I, I would like in paying for impressions to just sort of a branding play. You're mm-hmm. like you mentioned, a lot of people see it and they don't click. It's not going to result in immediate phone calls, but it'll result in people knowing who you are. You know, it's, very equivalent to like a billboard or a commercial on TV or the radio or something like that. Whereas pay for click is usually much more targeted traffic. So for, for a law firm example, if uh, you just, you have a high intent keyword, like, you know, DUI attorney near me, that's most likely somebody who's actually looking for an attorney right then that's ready to, to buy. Mm. So you would use a pay for click model for that. But if you wanted to have uh, a branding play that pointed out like the community service or something you're doing, you could have a lot of impressions for things like attorneys doing community service and, you know, we live in Utah. So it could be something like that, right? Mm. Uh, that's going to get your name out there. It's going to show people who you are. And those are the kind of things that, you know, your name will be in the back of their mind, you know, three or six months from now when somebody says, hey, do you know any lawyers? And then, then they say, oh, actually, I did see this one. So it's valuable, but it's not valuable in the same way. And it should definitely be approached differently, right? You shouldn't look at uh, pay-per-click models, in my opinion, through anything other than a pure ROI lens. So if you mm. know you're spending $10 per click and you know, you, you know that it takes, you know, maybe 10 people go to your landing page before one person signs up and that one person who signs up pays $105, then you know you're basically going to be making $5 profit, right? In that, that sort of mathematical equation. And if it doesn't work out that you're actually making money, then you need to figure out how to optimize that campaign so it is making money or abandon that campaign. Uh, impressions are a little bit different, right? You just want to think, okay, I have $500 that I just want to spend to get my name out there. And I'm not going to necessarily be concerned about how much money that makes me right now. I just, I just think it's valuable to get my name out there. So it's a very different approach and mindset, but they're both valuable. So now I'm, and I'll follow up on that. Cause my question, so let's say, you know, you're trying to get your name out there. Cause 
at the end of the day, every company is going to want to make money, right? You don't make money. You don't have return on investment. You're not going to be in, you're not going to be in business for very long. You know, there are exceptions. Uber's been around and they don't make money. Amazon didn't make money, but for most companies you know, it's going to really be, Hey, if I don't make, if I don't make money, eventually I'm going to go out of business. So kind of with that, you know, so you do a whole bunch of impressions. Let's say everybody sees it, but it takes a while to build that. How do you measure, you know, Clicking is easy. If they if there's a click through rate, you can say, okay, this is how many people they've have clicked through, and I can see, okay, I can measure how many people actually convert, and therefore I can say, okay, if for every click, I, so many clicks I pay, I get these many amount of conversions, and then you can either work to optimize it, or at least you know what your return on investment is. How do you measure with impressions that you actually, you know, if it's a longer build, is there a way to measure, you know, what is working or whether or not it makes sense? If you, if you have the capability to do more advanced tracking where you actually have attribution models and you can see exactly how somebody got to you. So an attribution model would be something like, um, we know they first came across our company and you know, we were doing an impression-based ad six months ago. And then three months later, they maybe came across us on an ad on Facebook. If you're doing sort of like a retargeting system or something like that. Uh, yeah. After they saw that ad on Facebook, then they went to our website and they called our number. And you can sort of trace through um, the, the, the pipeline they went through to actually contact you. Then you can actually assign value to each thing. And it's maybe a little bit arbitrarily mathematically, but you could say, okay, we'll just say that the impression ad counts as 10% of this conversion. And we'll say the Facebook ad counts as 30%. And however you want to assign things down the line like that, that's one way to do it. That makes a lot of sense. It's a little bit more complex to set up and it probably takes a little bit more um, time than the, the average entrepreneur might want to give to it. But yeah. I think that's a really good way to track it. If you're not just looking at it as I have 500 extra dollars in my marketing budget, I want to get my name out there. If you actually want to track it, I would recommend doing some sort of a more complex attribution model like that. Okay, no, definitely makes sense. So, um, so now we do that. So that's one way to track it. And I, I think it's an interesting uh, kind of an ongoing and I like, you know, it's kind of almost the attorney answer. It depends on what you're trying to do about the impressions versus pay-per-click. If you were looking and we'll dive to the next topic in just a minute, but you're looking as a startup or a small business, should I start out with, uh, if I could only understand or come up or look at one metric, pay-per-click versus impressions, which one, or how would you make that determination? I would say pay-per-click would be more appropriate for the vast majority of businesses. Usually the, the branding plays, I think something further down the line when you uh, have a little bit, like I said, money to just maybe throw away or at least look at it in that sense that you're not necessarily looking for a definite ROI. Pay-per-click, much more useful. You can actually see what you're getting. You can scale it as appropriate up until, you know, you obviously there's sort of a market cap where you can't scale beyond that. But if you get an actual optimized PPC campaign where you know you're making money, you can just keep adding more to that as long as the market allows. So I think for the average entrepreneur, that's, that's a much more uh, safe bet. No, I, I think that definitely makes sense. So now we're going to switch gears one more, at least one more time. And I always say one more time. And then I always say, well, it might be more than one more time. But competitive analysis, which is another kind of, you know, goes along with this. And, the, you know, competitive analysis means to me, and then, you know, you can certainly flavor that or add on to it, which is, you know, you're looking at what your competitors are doing online. And when we're talking about digital marketing, what are they doing for their pay-per-clicks or, you know, their ad campaigns and what are they doing to optimize their SEO? What are they doing? Kind of, how do you start to, as a startup or small business dive in and should you be looking at what your competitors are doing? And if so, how do you kind of dive in and start to understand what they're doing and how to best compete against them? Yeah, so you should definitely be looking at what your competitors are doing. Competitive analyses are just a fundamental part of digital marketing. Mm. I think there's there's kind of two tracks you could take. One is just to do the sort of basic things like looking at their website, seeing what types of content they have, what types of keywords they're optimized for. A lot of that you can just do with your eyes. You don't actually need a tool. 
if you have the, the budget to get some more advanced tools, things like SEM Rush and SpyFu are really good ways to actually see how they're targeting uh, things and both organic and paid. I think mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. One thing that I always cautious people to be uh, weary of though is don't assume just because your competitors are doing it, it's a good idea, it makes sense. You still need to actually evaluate it yourself and see if it's actually gonna result in, in more business for you. So mm -hmm. I would say, look at uh, just look at their website at the kind of a base first pass, see what they are actually doing that you're not in terms of just the way they've written things, the types of, the way they're positioning themselves in the market. And then, like I said, if you have if you have the money for things like SEM Rush or SpyFu, look at their paid campaigns. Those tools aren't great. They're uh, they're they're best we have, though. I guess is how I would, I would describe it. So there's a lot of inaccuracies in something like SEM Rush or SpyFu. We've we've run those tools on our own website just to see what it thinks we're doing and compared it to what we're actually doing. It's oftentimes way off, but it's it's you know it's what's what we have available to us. So is, I would look at things there, like that. Is there any better tool to look at or kind of those are the best tools if you're wanting to start to get into kind of competitive yeah. analysis? I would say those are the best. Uh, SEMrush, SpyFu, and Ahrefs are the three big tools that I always recommend uh, using some combination. Of, there's a lot of overlap in their, their features and capabilities, but yeah, those are, those are pretty much the best we have, unfortunately. So now, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no you can go for it. So now, so if I want to understand so when i say competitor analysis one of the things that kind of comes to mind is you know seeing how they rank on the you know google search right is are is that for that feature whether it's a, a you know hrefs or you know, samrush or whichever platform you choose do they give you a fairly good or idea of how they rank or what are the things what are the strains that you can find out about your competitors that are reasonably accurate and what are the things that maybe you shouldn't worry about as much because they're less accurate the things that are very accurate, or at least the most accurate the tools offer, I would say, is the ranking data. So if you look at Ahrefs and see what keywords are ranking, that's usually pretty good uh, because it's actually an objective standard that you can just see. You can just, but the, what the other tool does is it just goes on to Google basically and it searches keywords and it sees where everyone's ranked and then it puts that in a database. So there's there's not much guesswork there. Uh, the things that are less accurate are like tools like SEMrush where it's guessing how much they're spending on PPC. It's mm -hmm. just looking at the number of ads it sees and it's trying to predict how much they're paying for ads. Uh, and a lot of variables go into how much they're paying for ads that you don't have access to from the outside. And it's just trying to do some math to figure out those types of things. And that's where the tools are the least accurate uh, in my view. But like I said, they are the best we have. And if that's all you have, which usually it will be because you're not going to typically have uh, any access to how much they're actually spending on PPC or something. It's, it's, it's a good place to look at. But yeah, I would say the ranking data is the most accurate. Mm. Uh, but on the flip side of that, I don't think most people should worry so much about rank. I know it's, it's easy to focus on that because people want to worry about where they're ranked, but really you should worry about, um, like I said, the, the, the bottom of the line, the bottom of the funnel, I should say, uh, numbers, like how many actual conversions you're getting. If you're not ranking super well, but you're getting more conversions than you can handle, then that's better than, than ranking super well for terms that maybe no one cares about or are not likely to convert. All right. No, I definitely think it makes sense. So now you kind of uh, alluded to it and we'll kind of transition as we start to wrap up the podcast, which is, you know, and before I ask my one last question, but, uh, you know, you say, you know, it is easy to start to focus on the rankings, right? And, oh, I got to get ranked higher and, and definitely makes sense. If you're SEO and that's how you get found and that's how you're going to do it, it has a big impact. If you get into the, you know, the top three and or top number one, but the top three, you're going to have a much higher amount of people, eyeballs on it for the right words and the right keywords. But, you know, the other question is, is, you know, when you're looking at rankings, it's also looking at the right rankings in the sense that if you're looking at words that really don't matter, they have a low, a low amount of people that are searching from them, you can rank number one and it, 
if nobody looks at those words, it really doesn't matter. So last before my last question, what would be kind of if you're looking at whether it's competitive analysis, your own analysis, how do you start to figure out which words you should be trying to incorporate into your website, SEO or paid per click or whatever? How do you start to determine which words to go after? I would recommend using a free tool, something like a, there's a there's a keyword tool in uh, Google Ads, which is very useful. So you can just kind of do the, the geo you're looking at, the types of keywords you're looking at. It'll recommend various other keywords. It'll tell you how much it thinks those keywords will cost and how much search traffic it thinks uh, they'll get. So that's a really good place to start looking at figuring out how people are searching. Google Trends is another really useful uh, tool to use. So you can just go and put it wherever you want. Google Trends will show you the sort of relative search volume over time. Another way to look at uh, without using tools that I think is more accessible to a lot of business owners is just to search things that you think make sense and then scroll down to the bottom. It usually has the, the people also search area and it'll have you know the actual queries people are making. And if you scroll down to the very bottom, there's the uh, related searches area. Those are really good, uh, just sort of free ways to get a lot of ideas about what exactly people are looking for. And you can sort of do that in an iterative process, right? You can do your initial search then you can see what people are all searching and then you can search for those words and scroll down again and keep looking. And you can build up a pretty large uh, database on your own of just what exactly is important to consumers in that space. Uh, think about questions people are asking that you might not necessarily have thought of and kind of go from there. I think that's, that's probably the best way people can actually find specific keywords. But just to circle back briefly to what you said about um, the ranking thing, I think this is largely sort of my industry's fault. A lot of SEO people sell rank, uh, mm-hmm. which makes business owners just think in those terms. But I, th- I really think it is, it's worth repeating though. It, it's not the most important thing. First of all, websites don't rank, pages rank. So you could have a page that's doing very well and your website's not doing very well in general for that keyword. But if that page is a page that's likely to lead to conversions, that's still very important and very valuable to you. And it probably makes more sense to think of that in those terms. And like you mentioned as well, um, you really want to make sure that what you're ranking for is something that's likely to convert. You know, If you're ranking for something in the number one spot, but it's not something that anybody... It's not, it's not a keyword that you know necessarily implies some sort of intent on the behalf of the consumer that's going to lead to a conversion. It's not doing you any good. So don't don't let some SEO kind of talk you into being excited because you're ranking number one for a word that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's that's the one always kind of thing that it seems to be a bit of a red flag is everybody say, oh, I can you know the the companies that generally make the 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 claim, oh, I can get you ranked number one for twenty keywords in the first month. It's like, well, yeah, if you go for words that nobody's ever searching or it's such a long sentence and nobody's ever going to type it in, you could probably get there within a month, but mm-hmm. it's not going to do any good at conversion. So I think that's definitely something to keep in mind and watch out for when people are trying to get you to use their service. If they're trying to say, hey, we can do this. If the industry is saying we can, it takes three to six months and that's the, the where the reality is and somebody comes along and says, I can do this in 30 days or 15 days or whatever, you know, it, it's a definite red flag because they're trying to sell you on something that isn't a reality or isn't valuable at least as we wrap up if um you know i always have my my normal uh, episodes i always have my top or top uh, last two questions uh, with the expert episodes i only have one so we'll jump to that now which is now if you're talking to you know a startup or small businesses just trying to get into data analytics for the you know for seo for paper or pay-per-click or digital marketing what would be the and i know it's hard but what would be the number one tip you'd give them is to get started out in this so I have two. Uh, one that I think comes up a lot in the technical space uh, is people getting excited about sort of the new shiny things. So for instance, I do a lot of machine learning and a lot of small business owners when I talk to say, oh, you know, can I use machine learning for this or that? And usually the answer is just no. Um, it's, it's just generally not that appropriate for, for somebody's business unless you have a specific problem that you think machine learning 
can solve and you have data or something. It's just in that it will, you know, the machine learning example, it's probably not helpful for you. And I know that you, it's easy to you see a lot of news articles to talk about how awesome machine learning is and you think, oh, I can just do something like that. Uh, so I think just getting away from the blockchain is another good example of something that people just see in the news a lot and they want to integrate it in their business. I think avoiding things like that and focusing more on fundamentals is generally going to be appropriate. From an analytics digital marketing standpoint, more, more purely, I would say, really figure out what KPIs you think make sense to track for whatever initiative you're working on. And don't let yourself get distracted or deviate from those. Actually iterate on improving those KPIs. Like if you decide click-through rate is what you want to improve, uh, actually start measuring that, lay out a plan to achieve that. You know, if you have to change the plan because your plan's not good or it's not working or whatever, that's one thing. But don't spend three minutes or three days working on click-through rate and then get bored and then decide that you want to focus on number of impressions and then after that say, actually, no, I want to work on ranking. Because uh, that's just a recipe to get nothing done. And that happens a lot in digital marketing, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, because these things do take so long in SEO in particular, uh, you do just have to have a certain degree of focus. And I think that's going to be valuable to a lot of uh, small business owners and startups. No, and I think that's, you know, a little bit of what you said is interesting because it kind of reflects a lot of what we do with um, even on intellectual property. One is that you hit on is, you know, have a strategy of what you want to accomplish because just saying, oh, I hear SEO, I hear search engine optimization, or I need, I need to do pay-per-click, or I need to do Google ads, and not knowing why you're doing it is going to just leave you, first of all, you're going to waste a lot of money, and two, you're not going to have the results you want because there's not a strategy behind it. So, you know, that's the same thing with patents and trademarks. They can be very valuable to your business, but if you don't know how they're doing it, all you're doing is somebody told me I need a, I should get a patent on this, one, you know, go and do a little bit of your research, talk or find a good attorney or someone that can talk through it. And same thing on SEO and digital marketing, because you need to understand why this will benefit your company, how it fits into your strategy and where is a place to start. Because there's it's a big field that you can go everything as we already talked through and we just kind of tip the thing of do you do content marketing? Do you do organic content? Do you do, you know, social media? Do you do Google AdWords? Do you do SEO? Do you do all of them? Do you do one of them? And there's a lot of things that you can tackle. You can't tackle them all at the same time. And they all a lot of them take time to build even just getting a social media presence even you know while we always see the people that go viral and the people that have that most people on social media it still takes a while to build that audience to get a following and to grow that you know and get them engaged and so i think i like that to your point is really having that kind of strategic overlay and that understanding what you're doing why you're doing it and what not just going by the buzzwords or what people doing it and then be in for the long haul because it's going to take you can't just do it for a few days and say oh it's not working or oh i don't know how to do this give up on it because all you're going to do is bounce around between a lot of them so i think those are both great pieces of advice well people want to you know reach out to they want to find out more they want to you know they want to be a customer or a client of fine law they want to uh, reach out to you personally they want to pick your brain they want to be your next best friend any or all of the above what's the best way to connect up to you and find out more i would say on linkedin uh, is the most uh, easy way to contact me so just the linkedin slash in slash cody mccormack my full name my last name is spelled m-c-c-o-r-m-a-c-k it's a little bit different than the typical spelling, but that's the, the easiest way to contact me. Uh, and I will definitely respond to you quickly if you want to be my best friend or uh, talk about anything else. All right. Well, maybe you'll make a whole lot of new best friends. So hopefully well, I, I appreciate you coming on, sharing a bit of your expertise. It's been certainly very valuable. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell or for our normal episodes or you're an expert and you want to come on and share, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com. Apply to be on the podcast. We'd love to have you. Two, also, if you're a listener, a couple additional things. One is uh, make sure to click subscribe in your podcast player so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out and leave us a review so new people can find us. Last but not least, if you ever need help with patents, trademarks, or anything else with your business, reach out to us at Miller IP Law. Just go to strategymeeting.com. 
thanks again, Cody. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure to have you on and uh, wish you the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Thank you.